I'm doing this all day Christmas day thing coming up and we did it last year and dude, I am so excited for it. And I wanted to run a new idea for it by you and see if it would be realistic or too, uh, outlandish. So, so you're doing Christmas in October? No, I positioned that very poorly. So, (laughs) (laughs) been a while. It's been a little too long. It's true. And what's so great is that we have no idea where we're going with this episode. And we're, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm really excited. I am too. You know, we don't have a script or anything. This is just, you know, a normal conversation from James Matthew and Kevin. The Wild West of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. We started out with our bereavement of Star Wars, uh, Last Jedi. Then we met up with Trevor. Tre- I almost said Travinsky. That's not right. <laughs> Travinsky. A Soviet agent. <laughs> no, we <laughs> met up with uh, Trevor Krasinski. Uh, to talk about Quiet Place. Great episode. And then the song episode was one of my favorites for sure. I almost yeah, for sure. I almost wanted <laughs> a favorite all of, out of all three. <laughs> so many to choose from. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but for real though. Oh my gosh. I honestly thought for this episode that we could <laughs> we could go back to that because I just have been listening to so much music lately. New music, like like music you don't normally listen to. Uh, yeah, you could say that. How would you define your music taste? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Basically, the only genre I just don't really listen to is country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's just something about it that just does does nothing for me. <laughs> now, to be fair, there were a few songs that my roommate showed me a couple weeks ago that I actually really enjoyed. It was a lot more classic country, not really contemporary country like Luke Bryan and all that stuff. So, what what is classic country? That's not well, like Johnny Cash is like Western, like right? Yeah, I, mean, I think you could say Johnny like, Cash is classic country. Is it? I mean, he is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. True, true. I don't know. I've never been to the Western Music Hall of Fame. Is that even a genre? <laughs> I, I don't think that's a genre of music. Western music. <laughs> Just anything the U.S. has created in the last 200 years. Yeah, yeah. Western music. I, I listen to I listen to so much music when I'm doing my homework or even studying. I love listening to music. I can pinpoint like specific times in my life where I've, I've found a certain type of music that I listen to for like a year. And that's the only thing I'll listen to hmm. for the most part. And just just binge on that one type of music or band. Like what band? So when I was, I'd say probably the earlier parts of high school, it, it was pretty much all Journey or Sticks. That's all I would listen to. After that phase, into the later parts of um, high school, that's when I started listening to a lot of Daft Punk and Glitch Mob. like electronic kick back in middle school and it was like all i would listen to oh i can't forget owl city i just remember the first the first song i heard from them was uh fireflies oh yeah which i'm sure is their most you know most recognizable song remember when my family took a trip to London I remember listening to that song in the States because Macy showed me 
and then being in a store in London and then playing that song. And I was just like, no way, <laughs> because this is my <laughs> first time being out of the country. And I was like, oh, man, they play American music all the way over <laughs> here. No way, man. <laughs> wow. The, the English partake in our culture. <laughs> I remember coming over to your house in the early days, and I feel like back then we always watched a movie at night. Like we would play games or Star Wars Battlefront or something. Yeah. And then at night yeah. it was like time to watch a movie. I remember you having a huge collection of Godzilla movies over your bed, mm-hmm. and we never yeah. got around to it. But I do remember we you. We never being, watched a Godzilla movie? No, not together anyway. Oh. <laughs> I remember I, you were on a. Gilligan's Island kick there for a little bit. Oh, dude. <laughs> My show, dude. I can't remember because I, I think I made you watch like a couple of episodes. Oh, you did. You did. And even when you were it, like eight years old, you were like, yeah, the black and white ones are better, but if you have to, we can watch the color ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a connoisseur of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Even at like, such you know, a young age. Absolutely. I love, dude, I, that was that was one of my shows growing up, dude. I remember Andy Griffith being mine. Our family would watch I, I, so much Andy Griffith growing up. For your family, it was Andy Griffith, but for mine, it was Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I sure do wish it was Halloween. Why? Because we could have all kinds of fun, Skipper. We could go trick-or-treating and scare the girls and bob for apples. You know my friend Skinny Mulligan? He was the best apple bobbler ever. He held the record for keeping his head underwater. Two hours and 26 minutes. Gilligan, that's ridiculous. How could Skinny keep his head underwater for two hours and 26 minutes? He cheated. <laughs> he cheated? Oh. Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't know if it holds up at all. Like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched, man, any of those since maybe like, when I was a freshman in high school. That'll be our new show. <laughs> yeah, we just watch Gilligan's Island, dude. <laughs> I remember now it was Lost in Space that particularly hadn't aged well. I never watched that, ever. Mm, Don't waste your time. Well, okay, what are some shows that have aged well? Uh, Twilight Zone. Oh, oh, how can I forget, dude? Oh, I (laughs) One of my top five shows of all time. That's insane to me. Man, there are a ton of episodes, and trust me, I mean, there are some awful ones, like <laughs> unbearably bad episodes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, eh. but for the most part, th- those those great episodes yeah. hold up so well. I remember, like there were the the three that you showed me even a year ago. I thought were exceptional. Oh yeah, that was a um, I showed you a game of pool, mm-hmm. the obsolete man, and uh, I think it's a good life. Oh, is that the kid? Evil kid, yeah. I can do and anything. I, I, told, I, oh. I, I told you, like, that was the one that, like, scared me the most. That's not what I want you to play. Play this. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Please stop! Happy birthday to me. Play it, Pat. Play it so I can sing right. And now I understand why you don't like kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I don't like being around kids. Have you thought about serving in our children's ministry? (laughs) Nah, I watch Twilight Zone too much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, good life? Yeah, me too, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm in high school ministry. (laughs) College and career group. Those are some exceptional episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I remember you saying that the the, the third one we watched, uh, um, A Game of Pool, I remember you saying that that had fantastic writing in it. and It does. It's so great. Yes, it is. Bumpadjuri. Dead? Not really. As long as people talk about you, you're not really dead. As long as they speak your name, you continue. A legend doesn't die just because the man does. Oh, it's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Some things are less likely than others. That's all. My favorite Twilight Zone episode ever 
It's it's my favorite one. If nobody's watched these episodes, I highly recommend it. Oh, they're incredible. I mean, the writing <laughs> is so good. I just don't think TV shows have that captivating uniqueness to them. No, I agree. And <laughs> I was having a conversation with a friend a few days ago. I think we got on the subject of animes and how most of the time <laughs> the people that enjoy animes aren't very normal. <laughs> <laughs> like they just a little socially touched. Um, but I was just telling her about One Punch Man and how amazing One Punch Man is. And then like I didn't really tell her that I had watched a few animes. But man, they definitely do get a bad rap. Because for me, anime is one of the only mediums that is just extremely gutsy and different when it comes to content and the story. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. And with so many TV shows I see now, it's just so boring. You have all these Law and Order shows and then New Amsterdam. CSI and or CSI, something. Like, who's going to die? Find out next episode. It's like, oh, golly, I don't care. Like, it's just not interesting. But with these animes, it's so different. Like, especially with One Punch Man, where the superhero can literally kill any monster at one punch. Right. It's like, wait, there can't possibly be a story with that. Like, there'd be like two episodes and you'd be insanely bored. And it's it's making fun of the superhero genre as well. It is. Uh, you have a hero that's already too powerful, right? There's no conflict or anything. He's, he just fixes it instantly. Genos, from the very beginning, my intense desire to be a hero was what led me down the path of strength training. That's how I made it this far. For you... Perhaps things will change if you aim higher as a hero, to be more than what you are now. Frankly speaking, you're a cyborg, so training your body would be useless. Instead, a change in mindset may lead you to greater strength. Damn, listen to me. I'm just making all this crap up. <laughs> yeah, and he's a hero for fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It, it's also just so genius that the conflict isn't in the battles themselves, but like why the battles happen and how he's trying to find meaning and finding motivation. A, yeah, yeah, he's trying to find motivation to keep on going. Like he's so powerful. He's kind of like, it just isn't fun anymore. Like there's no challenge. Like what's the next step? Right. Um, it's just so good. And then you've got Space Dandy. Talk about unique and outlandish. <laughs> It's okay. Definitely don't recommend it to anyone. But I would say it's definitely a guy's show because most girls would just not get it. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. But anyways, (laughs) Space Dandy is incredible. And then you've got Death Note. Oh, man. It's the most unique crime slash thriller TV show maybe ever. For anyone that hasn't watched it, the synopsis, like, in a nutshell is there's these demons that have books called Death Notes, and the demons can write any human name into the Death Note and how they die, and that person will die. But one of the demons drops his book, and a high schooler gets it and discovers that he can start killing off all of the bad guys of the world. It's just about him understanding what he believes is justice while the rest of the world is going, how in the world are all these people dying? And then them trying to discover, how is all this happening? There's no way anyone could murder so many people and not have any memory of it. What's wrong? (laughs) You've been staring at me for the last two minutes. Wait, let me guess. You must be annoyed because I'm the only one eating cake at the moment, am I right? Uh, No, that's not it. Here. Really, don't worry about it. (laughs) It's so good. I would recommend that to anyone. Absolutely. You could never get into Cowboy Bebop, though. I couldn't. I think Space Dandy just spoiled it for me because Space Dandy is just a much more outlandish and much more fun Cowboy Bebop because Cowboy Bebop's a bit more serious, more stylized, more episodic. And Space Dandy basically just makes Cowboy Bebop in a way that is just completely goofy, completely off the wall. And the way that they begin the show, they can literally end each episode in whatever way they want because of how the show is began. It's, I think it's probably my favorite anime of all time. I, I would totally agree. It's on Hulu. 
if you're in the mood for something really strange, hang in there. I promise it's worth it. I, I feel though with with animation in general, they have a lot more. Obviously, they have a lot more creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with what they can put on the screen and really capture what they envision. Totally, because you don't have the insane cost and like injuries that. <laughs> That you would have yeah. if you tried to do something like that in live action. For sure, the most creative shows are animated. Um, SpongeBob is a classic. Did I tell you that I met SpongeBob? The the voice actor? Yes. Tom Kenny? Yes. No way. Bro, I met Tom Kenny, the voice actor of SpongeBob, I think a week and a half ago at the soda parlor, Olin Rogers' place in Nashville. What? Dude, I talked to him. I shook his hand. We watched his five favorite SpongeBob episodes. It was heaven. Whoa. I should have asked him to come on the podcast. That'd been 10 times more interesting. <laughs> yeah, that would have. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's crazy. Isn't that the coolest thing? And I, I, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but like... When I finally got up to him and was able to shake his hand and talk to him for a few minutes, I really was not expecting to get emotional. But man, when I was just looking in his eyes and telling him how much SpongeBob meant to me growing up, just what an amazing memory SpongeBob has been and just the humor and how much my family quotes it and just all of it, like all the feels were just hitting me when I was talking to him about it and just thanking him. I actually did get choked up. Like, I was not expecting that at all. But, I mean, I didn't, like, start crying or anything. But I, <laughs> sure. But I literally felt the lump in my throat. I, I just started getting pretty emotional. And thankfully, it went away pretty quick. So it's like, it, it, uh, that's kind of embarrassing. But all the love and respect to that man. Such a cool dude. See, I, now, now I'm thinking, like, who would be someone that I'd go up to and have to thank for all the memories they gave me as a kid growing up? Mm. Because I I didn't really watch too many, like, animated, like, Cartoon Network shows uh, or Nickelodeon animated shows, you know, growing up. No, well, Jimmy Neutron. True. I did watch a lot of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> but it's not one of those shows where it's like it means a lot to you and you can quote yeah. any episode. <laughs> right. That that's a weird show too. Yeah, that'd be a really strange ep- <laughs> that'd be a really strange show to know backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. I'm I'm kinda glad that it doesn't have that level of popularity. Yeah, you're right. Still a good show though. It encaptured a younger me's attention. <laughs> I was actually looking through a lot of like old Cartoon Network shows. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks that I, I kind of missed out on a lot of them. Like which ones? But did you watch Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh no! <laughs> Sick. No. <laughs> God, what? I can't. How did they okay that show? Let's make a it, let's make dude. a horror movie for let's make a horror show for horror kids. show, dude. That honestly, that that show did like scare me as a kid. Well, it was genuinely terrifying. Have you gone back and like like checked out an episode or something? Uh, I remember watching one a couple years back and just being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I never watched this as a kid." I think I want to go back and check some out just to see like what this is all about because I did watch like a couple of episodes and like when I was a kid and like vowed never to watch it again. I think you what I think going back you'll have understand you'll have understood why you made that vow. Nickelodeon didn't really have that many like strange shows if I remembered. No, I mean. As far as normalcy went, it was Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yep. Disney was on fire in the 2000s. As far as like... Dude, their content was so good. In general? Yes. Like they had Mm -hmm. Hannah Montana. 
They had uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That's so oh, Raven. Man, Sweet Life. Uh, Holes with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that, dude, those old Disney Channel original movies. Bro, dude, even Stevens. Okay, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. If you think I'm kidding... Every single one of you listening right now, if you have never seen even Stevens, <laughs> you'd need like it is it is mandatory as a human being for you to see even Stevens. Just a single uh, episode. Dude, I, I would bet that that show still holds up. Oh, I, it does. I saw it like six months it does? ago. <laughs> and it does. It's incredible. Like it definitely is like cheesy at times. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the perfect show. Sure. But. Oh my gosh! It's Dude, so I rem- good. Shia LaBeouf my- is so freaking funny. <laughs> funny, <laughs> Dude. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite episode was the one where Lewis <laughs> finds the cave in his like basement to like an underground treasure. <laughs> that's that's a golden sausage. It's he and his dad find it. And it becomes oh, like yeah. an Indiana no. Jones. Yes, his dad catches him like digging in their basement, and they end up like yeah, discovering this like chamber with a a jewel encrusted golden sausage. It's just like his insane adventures. There's another episode where Lewis has an evil twin. That one is exceptional. Oh, I I remember that one. I remember that one. <laughs> it's- it's so good. And his sister is the same voice actress that does Kim Possible. So if you were a fan of oh, Kim no Possible. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. She ran. I didn't know that. Ren Stevens in the show was Kim Possible. I didn't watch a lot of Kim Possible. Name either. It was, it was good. Oh, man. And then Phineas and Ferb came out. Oh, dude. Oh. That, was, uh, that came out when I was like in middle school. Same. And I loved it. It was so good. Man, we... We've just been talking about, we were just saying how TV shows are so unoriginal. And then we just started talking about like 20 different TV shows. True. But, True. But I'm telling you, man, we got to start writing. We, we have to start writing and creating our comedy sketches that we've created throughout the years. We do. We, do. we have like four or five really good ones. Oh, we have some good ideas. <laughs> I was just going, okay, yeah, I was just remembering. So, obviously, like, Halloween is just around the corner. But I'm doing this all-day Christmas Day thing coming up. And we did it last year. And, dude, I am so excited for it. And I wanted to run a new idea for it by you and see if it would be realistic or too uh, outlandish. So, so you're doing Christmas in October? No, I positioned that very poorly. So, (laughs) 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 okay, 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 (laughs) okay. So, I basically what I meant to say is I know it's very far out. I know that like we haven't even gotten to Halloween yet, and I'm already talking about Christmas. But on a day in December, close to Christmas, (laughs) okay, okay, (laughs) I'm doing an all-day Christmas day at my house and I did this last year and it was incredible. Like it was amazing. Like it was a from 10 to 10 drop in whenever you want type deal. And I posted it on Facebook and on my Instagram and texted people. And it was like, it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever put on ever. Like it was incredible. Um, there was movies and Christmas present wrapping and baking and gingerbread houses like all day and people just doing whatever they wanted basically. It was incredible. Nice. Now I'm wondering if it would be too outlandish to have a like Christmas dinner, like a Christmas feast almost where people brought something and we all had like a Christmas dinner together. I don't think that's too outlandish. No? Okay. No, I mean, how many people are you expecting? 30? That's a lot of food. I know. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like <laughs> last time. I mean, that's the thing is that because it's drop-in, people kind of just 
do their own thing. Some people show up like literally at 10 and stay all day, which is great. Right. But then some people, you know, it's drop in. So you really have no idea how many people to expect. But I would just send out an invite like, hey, if you plan on bringing something, let me know and we can coordinate. Um, That'd be pretty easy. But I just didn't know if it would be like too grand or if it would make things too formal or something like that. No, I, I... It's, well, the way the way you're making it sound, it seems very uh, casual. Just come by when you can, and you know if you can, that's great. So I I don't yeah I don't think it's uh, too too outlandish or yeah I think that's that's a great idea. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was really excited about it, but I hadn't told anyone yet, so it's good to get a second opinion. Yeah, it'll it'll be good. Okay. Sweet. I'm really excited about it. We, I don't, I don't usually do anything crazy for Christmas. What do you usually do for Christmas? Just, I mean, closer to the 25th, we'll get up with some relatives and that's about it. Oh yeah. Don't you usually travel in your, like close to Christmas? We, we do. Our family usually goes to, uh, DeSoto State Park, stay that's there. Right. Usually after Christmas. That's been our like tradition, but uh, our our last trip there didn't go so well. So oh geez, why? Me, my sister, and my mom got um extremely sick, and we were stuck in our cabin for about three days. Dang, I thought you were yeah. gonna do. I thought you were about to say like you guys had a big argument, and I was like, that doesn't <laughs> sound like you guys. <laughs> Then, no. Okay, that's good. That's actually a relief. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't really sleep. have a family falling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to be really thankfully put. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. I, I think I think this Christmas we're just gonna play it safe and uh, just <laughs> do the buy the meds and <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. If some friends from college or in Dothan. Uh, we'll, we'll sometimes do like a, a Christmas get together, uh, see each other. Oh, that's fun. So that's, the, yeah, that, that's fun when it can happen. Do you guys get gifts for each other? We don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. I, I feel like our generation is just kind of like too odd. What do you mean by that? Well, like, no, I mean, it'd just be strange to be like, ah, I just feel like if it wasn't planned, it'd be weird to get together with your friends and then be like, oh, I got you this for Christmas. I don't know. It's just kind of lost in our culture, I feel like. For us, I, if it's I not totally, an event, it'd be weird to like go over to a friend's house with everybody right, and be like, I got you gifts. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but dude, one of my friends does that exact thing. <laughs> he and raises it makes the bar all, for everyone. He, he, yes, exactly. And it makes us feel so bad. <laughs> We're like, dude, don't don't get us anything, please. <laughs> But it never fails, and we're all like, I mean, thanks, but don't do that again, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's funny. I mean, it's an extremely kind gesture, you know? Yeah. He's he's done this multiple times. Yes. And every time you tell him no, but he refuses. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. I don't know. This Christmas, he might, uh... He might cool it, but I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you guys have to one-up him and get him presents this year. I mean, we should, but are we? I don't know. <laughs> you, it should just be a year-by-year thing. Like, you get a present, and then everyone else is like, Why, Kevin, I thought we were trying ah. to end this. And then you're like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, just thought I'd pitch in or whatever. I don't know. And then next year, it's like one more person caves and buys a present, and then... Sooner or later, you've got all these presents. All these presents? (laughs) Yeah, we could definitely do that. Or you could just thoroughly discourage him to never bring any more presents. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably most likely. It sounds like he's not going to do that, though. It sounds like he's a Christmas angel continually bringing presents for all. (laughs) He certainly is. He's like, you're not going to get my Christmas spirits down. <laughs> you screwed. So, what's so bad is like he gets them for like three or four of us and we just don't like get him anything. It's been like three, it's been like three Christmases. You guys still haven't <laughs> got on. 
No. <laughs> this year I should. This year I should get him something. Just him, at least. Yeah. Because he's the, he's the one who's given me all these presents for the, you know, over the past several years. So I should probably, yeah, I should do something. That's so funny. Is it like a big group of people? Like, is he having to buy presents for like a dozen people? No, no, no. It's like three or four of us. Oh, okay. So it's not bad. We ju- yeah, we we just have a small group of uh, friends that, you know, we've, we've kept in touch through college and still today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even more awkward when he gives it to like the three of you. <laughs> and the three of you are just like, thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that kind soul. Hey, did, well, okay, wait, wait. Do you get your friends presents? No, I'll get, I'll get, okay. the, I'll get them presents for their birthday, obviously. But uh, I've had a time or two of someone like Christmas happening, and they're like, "Hey, I got you this." I'm like, "Oh, uh, cool, thank you." Like, I think someone gave me. I mean, and this is kind of more just like a well, not a welcoming present. I don't know what you call it, but when I had the Christmas day last year. I think I had one of my good friends, Noah, bring me a present. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. But, like, it was not an expected thing. I think that was just more like a thanks for putting this on type of thing. Wait, so do you think presents are more expected on your birthday rather than Christmas for friends? Oh, totally. You Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, they're more, yeah, yeah. Christmas, like, getting a present for someone on their birthday is, like, pretty normal but like it's not unheard of but getting someone a present for christmas that's kind of known as like going all out in my opinion i feel like because i i I feel like at a certain point your birthday just becomes i don't know sort of cyclical (laughs) yeah well i'm not yeah i don't want to sound like unimportant (laughs) you know but (laughs) you're old Right. I mean, it, it even gets to a point where, like, I don't know, your parents, like, are like, you know, happy birthday, you give you a handshake, and that's it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's been for me for the past three years. <laughs> Sounds like you've had a rough <laughs> childhood. <laughs> well, son, you're 13. Give you a pat on the back. <laughs> right. Handshake. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll go out to eat or something, but, like, gifts aren't, you know, for me at least, aren't uh, expected on birthdays. That's so funny. So so for you... Wait, it, wait, wait. You don't, you don't expect gifts even from your family on your birthday? No. What? No. You get, you, you get jack squat for your birthday <laughs> from your family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never expected presents on my birthday. Yeah, when I was, like, a kid. Yeah, but, I mean, nothing? Like, you don't, you don't, there's not even, like, one thing where you're like, oh, that'd be fun for my birthday, and you tell your family and they get you just something small? Oh, I mean, sure, like, I could probably, like, yeah, I could ask for something, but it's not like they have, like, a, a present ready for me or anything. So on your birthday... The most you would get is a happy birthday, son, and go out to dinner and maybe get some dessert. Yeah, unless I ask for like they they'd buy me something if I said like, hey, uh, can I you know I don't know go get a shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that'd be it. That'd, that'd be it. But no, okay. they, yeah, yeah. That I mean that makes more and, sense. I, and I guess it's mainly because now my parents probably wouldn't really know <laughs> what to get me. They could get you a microphone. True. You could ask for a microphone for your birthday. I could. I could do that. But Christmas is right around the corner. So I know. I know. <laughs> My sister just texted me and said, hey, what do you want for your for your Christmas? No, not for Christmas. <laughs> she asked what I wanted for Christmas. And it caught me off guard. But for some reason, I already have like two things just off the top of my head that I want for Christmas. And that never happens. I'm always Same. like... Oh, I don't know. Just whatever you want to get me. But this time right. I was like, oh, here's the link. Like, <laughs> I knew nice. exactly what it was, and she ordered it, and I was like, sweet. That's nice. Yeah, because usually I'm like, just whatever y'all think I'd like, which would, which usually involves, like, clothes, because you can't really go wrong with, you know, getting some clothing. Um, yeah. But if I, I want something specific, it's usually after, you know, Christmas. Yeah. I'm getting to that age where getting clothes is actually fun. It's like, oh, no way. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That that started. That started for me around like eighteen, like right when I started like college. I'm like, I need some nice clothes. Yeah, you feel it more when you're around people your age, and you start looking around at other people's clothes, and you're like, oh, well, guess I should start shopping. Right. <laughs> Here, I'm going to crack the door open just for a second because it's hot in here. There's no ventilation. Yeah. Yeah, I like my room's cool. Yeah, I agree. Like a fan going on. Oh, yeah. I'm a 60, yeah. I'm a 65 and fan on kind of person. 65? Uh, no. 65 is a bit too cold for me. 67? I'd say I'm... No, like 72. Ew. And a fan. What? What? Ew, that's too warm. What? Seventy low seventies. If it's seventy, I'm not sleeping with a blanket. If the fan, if the, if I don't have a fan and it's seventy, I don't sleep with a blanket. Sixty five is like freezing. <laughs> no, it, dude. No, fifty is freezing. If you have a fan going on and it's sixty five, it that great. is cold. That's cold though. Yeah, it's cold. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not cold. I just say it feels great. So you want to use a blanket? Well. Yeah, I'm not one that, like, gathers every blanket in the house and <laughs> turns it to 40, but, like, I'll have a blanket on, and it'll probably be, like, to me, what would be perfect is, like, 65 with a fan on and one blanket. Huh. I'm going to close the door now. There we go. I just need, I need my temperature. Like, if it's too cold, I, I will wake up, and I'll, like, get up. And find blankets around the house. Wouldn't you say to keep the same me... way if it gets hot? I guess I'm just used to hotter weather. Well, is, is there a is there a time of the year that you weather wise that you do not like? Summer. Summer. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the heat. Yeah, I yeah I guess it's different because you know during the summer everyone gets in the ocean and it's so nice in Florida at least. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it isn't hot. It can get pretty bad <laughs> if you're just walking around. Oh geez, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't understand that. I seriously, I don't understand when people are just like walking around the beach on the sand when it's hot outside, and they're just walking out on the beach, trying to get that tan, dude. Oh, <laughs> like walking on the beach when it's ninety-seven degrees outside, and you're they're oh, you know they're getting that cardio too. Oh, they're getting something. <laughs> Skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put on that sunscreen. I was a, uh, I was an ocean kid, so I was always in the ocean. Oh, uh, that is. But e- I mean, e- you can you can still get burned then as well. Yeah, that's true. If you don't put on sunscreen, and I never, I hated putting on sunscreen. But the, 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 I haven't been burned as bad as I went to the Dominican Republic. Did not put on sunscreen, and I was probably peeling for about. I feel like I saw you soon after that, and you were still peeling. Yeah, you probably did. It was a long time. <laughs> I think you even said you're like, yeah, just got back from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I have my, and the thing is, is we went there for our senior trip, and when we got back, we were walking up on stage to graduate. So oh, I was, no. I was completely, re- I was completely red <laughs> on my graduation. <laughs> I mean, I have pictures that that are so ridiculous. I look in pain. I look like I'm in pain. But that made for a great story. One of my many regrets in life. Mission trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I never should have gone on that mission trip. <laughs> no way. Oh, what a mistake. Should have stayed at home playing video games. <laughs> Don't have to wear sunscreen playing video games. <laughs> I don't know the light from the TV could burn me. <laughs> I remember last time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone opens up the window and you get third degree burns. <laughs> I'm sorry, my son's not used to the outdoors. <laughs> Are there any moments uh, when you were younger that you just... Looking back, you're like, why did I not do that one thing? Ooh, so many. Oh, so many? So many times. Well, there was the time that I tipped over the backhoe, and that was fun. Wait, what? 
there, <laughs> uh, my dad had me on. Do you know what a backhoe is? No, I don't. Okay, so a backhoe is like a big tractor-looking thing for construction that's got a big bucket on the front of it that's used for, like, getting gravel or dirt or whatever. And then the back of it is like a smaller, like, crane-type thing. Not a crane, but, like... Anyways, it's just a big piece of equipment, and my dad told me to get it and start moving... Start (laughs) moving... That's a mix between shoveling and moving. <laughs> start <laughs> start moving some gravel from a hill up to the top of our property using this um, backhoe. And so I started doing some good runs like I was doing fine. But then I went to take a corner, but I had the bucket like way too high on the backhoe and took a corner and the whole thing just fell over on its side and I was like whoa whoops and like all the gravel went everywhere and like I I, it was the scariest part was that I took the key out of the backhoe and turned it off but the engine was still running for some reason and I was afraid it was gonna like explode or something since I hadn't had any experience (laughs) with like you know farm equipment like turning over you know in the movies everything just explodes so I was like oh my gosh It's going to blow. So so I get the key out and run away. And like I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, don't let it explode. And I'm just looking at it. It's still running. And then it it finally just like wears down. And it's so funny because my dad, I thought for sure dad was going to be mad. But like he was more just like looked at it and was like, well, shucks. And then just got another piece of equipment and turned it over and cleaned it up and was like, well, good to go. <laughs> like, and I would, like, that's the way dad is, though. Like, it's always the, like, fairly mediocre stuff that really gets him, like, angry. And then when it comes to hmm. the huge stuff, it's like, eh, what can you do? <laughs> it's, hmm. it's like, whoa, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think I probably would have been in trouble <laughs> if I did that. Yeah, I mean, I was in trouble, but it wasn't like, mm. what have you done? It was just like, oh, man, that's rough. Mm. Uh, well, we can fix it. <laughs> I was, I was, It was very anticlimactic. I was very happy that it was anticlimactic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although if it did explode, that would have been a crazy story. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> I should have just gone with that. Yeah, and then it exploded and caught the house on fire. Then we were trying to pour it out. No. Pour, yeah. you know, yes. Trying to put it out with our bare hands. Now, me and right. Dad have put out many fires with our bare hands. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> fire and me and Dad don't seem to click. No. Uh-huh. No. It, we've had many fire stories. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. Like there was one time when the truck caught on fire. Well, actually, the same truck caught on fire twice by two different means, but technically got caught on fire twice. Um, but one of the times it caught on fire, we were literally just driving down the road and uh, just enjoying this nice retro truck, just driving along. It had this awesome bassy sound system, so we were just jamming in this like 1940s Chevrolet truck. And then, like, we had just gotten back from a mission trip to the, to the Dominican. No, not the Dominican. We got back from Haiti. And Haiti has this awful, like, right when you get there, awful burnt trash rubber smell. Like, just terrible, toxic Ugh. smell. Like, you can never forget it. And I started smelling that <laughs> in the truck. And I was like, oh, God, what is, like, who, who's burning something outside? That's awful. And then... It got worse and worse, and it, it was just so bad that, like, the minute you inhaled, you were just immediately coughing, like, you're just coughing almost as hard as you could. Like, it just took your breath away. And then I, and then Dad was realizing, like, how bad I was coughing. Then we both looked down, and the seat is smoking. Like, the seat that I'm sitting on is smoking. We're like, oh, my God. So, we, so Dad pulls over. We pull over by this Mexican restaurant, uh, Pueblo. You know where Pueblo is. Yeah. So yeah. we pull over there, 
And I'm literally like, like riding the side of the truck as he pulls in, like just standing on the side rails because I'm afraid that my seat is going to burn me alive. And then he, he pulls in and I jump off of the truck and get off. And then dad turns it off and lifts the seat and it's just a blaze under there. What? Like the bottom of the seat is just literally a blaze. And so he's trying to rip the seat out of the truck. And it's just this one big seat because it's an old truck. Right. And he's trying to rip this seat out of the truck <laughs> to keep it from burning the whole thing down. And all I can think is I've got to find another way to put this out. This is He's not going to be able to put this out with his bare hands. So I run into a little Mexican market. And there's just these two people having casual conversation, and I bolt into the, I bolt into this place, <laughs> grab the two biggest waters I can find in in the little convenience section, and bolt out and scream, <laughs> "I'll pay for these later!" and <laughs> bust out the door, and dump this water all over the seat, and give Dad the other one, and we're spraying this water all over the seat, and then finally put it out. And then uh, went back into the Mexican market and was like, I'd like pay. to pay for these two waters, please. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we thought you stole it. <laughs> I was like, well, the truck was on fire, so I didn't really have time to pay for it. And they were like, oh, is that what that was out there? And we were like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So they were fairly sympathetic. What a story, dude. <laughs> and and y'all don't know the cause. Well, we do. So what happened was, is because it was a older truck and the way that they had like fixed it up was the bottom of the seat was pure metal, just a sheet of metal. And then um, the batteries for the truck were literally underneath that seat and they weren't <laughs> side terminals. They were like normal terminals where like both of the terminals are sticking up from the battery. Right. So normally when dad just rides the truck, there's not enough pressure on the seat to touch both terminals on the battery. So it just literally oh. rested on one terminal. But mm -hmm. when I sat down, it leveled out and came in contact with the battery and welded itself to yeah. the battery. Uh. I'm, so I'm, I'm It's a blessing I didn't get electrocuted, but <laughs> like it because it came in contact, it got red hot. Hot, and yeah, then hot, that yeah. metal caught the styrofoam and the cushion on fire, on fire. Yeah. and that's what was that's what was burning, and that's what was like wow smoking like crazy. But you and your dad have some funny stories too, like not of trucks catching fire, but apparently you not obeying traffic rules. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I <laughs> yes, that that is true. Uh, I was not the best driver um like for reference as soon as i got my permit with my mom mm -hmm. at the dmv's office i get in the front put it in drive and um i go forward into uh bushes <laughs> i didn't put it in reverse <laughs> so that's immediately how my driving career started off <laughs> by driving on the curve into bushes so from humble beginnings. Exactly, exactly. Then and there my parents knew I was gonna be a special driver. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my dad were taking a trip to um I think it was Panama City to meet my mom and my sister. And we were driving through a small uh town. I think it might have been a Bonifé. I don't know if you know where that is. Mm -hmm. But when I turn onto the street going toward it, my dad's asleep. And I turn into what I think is uh, the left lane. And something just doesn't seem right. So I'm like, I, I'm like, Dad, hey, uh, this is a two-lane road, isn't it? He's like, he wakes up, he's like, get over now. And I'm like, oh, okay, just casually, you know, get right on over. And he's like, Kevin, this is, this is just one lane. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I just, you know, play it off like it's not a big deal mm -hmm. as, like, cars are coming our way. Um, so just, yeah, my um, oblivious nature Wait, made for... So you were driving on the left side of the... I'm confused. You, you turned onto a one-way or you were driving on the left side of the road? 
No, I was driving on the left side of the road. So I, I you were driving I turned on, on the left side of the road. Yeah, I switched <laughs> lanes because I thought it was I thought it was a two way road for some reason. I mean, Dude. I don't know. Fifteen <laughs> year old Kevin thought that was okay. And it was was it a dashed line road or was it a solid? No, line? solid. It was solid. It was solid. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's yeah. in Britain now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Dad, check this out. <laughs> Just look what I can do. <laughs> look, Dad, no hands. <laughs> oh, I, I actually, I think the mad because he wasn't really mad that time. He was just like questioning my, you know, <laughs> questioning judgment. everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the maddest, the maddest I probably made him when I was driving was when we were we were off. It was, I was driving, he was in the passenger seat, my mom and my sister were in the back, and we were driving down this, um, do you, do you remember Westgate? Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, So we were driving down, uh, one of, um, the roads, and it's, it's, it's really narrow, and I guess my perception of how far I was over was, uh, not correct. Our right tires, both of them, are, are in, like, the gutter, scraping against the sidewalk, <laughs> Just making this awful noise of just rubber just shredding across pavement. <laughs> and my dad is yelling at me, get over. And I, I dude, dude, I'm frozen. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, we're like inching along. Like, it is making, I can't describe to you how awful of a noise it was. But he finally takes it upon himself to yank the steering wheel and get us over. Oh. And then um, it was a quiet trip to uh, McDonald's after that. <laughs> Very quiet. Oh. <laughs> he was burnt up. I mean, tires were expensive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was um, He was very worried uh, he'd, be have to, he'd have to replace those. Did he end up having to replace them? No, thankfully not. Well, that's nice. But he was uh, very mad, oh. as he should have been. I was, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I was just frozen at the wheel, just like what's happening? Shot. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Like, I, I had no clue what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get behind this vehicle? Right? How did I come to this moment? <laughs> How does everyone drive a vehicle? <laughs> yep. I've noticed that since I've moved to Panama City, I'm more aware just because I'm not, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived here for a year now, yeah. but it, it's still not, it's still not like, like, like I'm back in Dothan where I grew up, where I know exactly how everything's laid out. Mm. So I think I'm more like, you know, <laughs> aware. I mean, not that I'm not aware when I'm driving, but I'm more focused, I guess, on, on the roads here. And I think it's funny that you have all these driving stories because I feel like you're a very good driver. Like when we're yeah, riding I, I've, together. Like, I've never I've never been in an accident. I've been in two, but neither of them were my fault. I've, I, I mean, I've never even been close to one. Thankfully, there are a ton of wrecks in Panama City, though. Yeah, people in Panama City are not very good drivers. Not at all. How do you want to end yeah, this podcast? Yeah, okay. I think I think maybe we can start ending these with something that we're going to talk about next time. Ooh, Kevin. Right. So, you are a freaking uh-huh. genius. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> Join us next you know, time when Kevin it, says... <laughs> <laughs> Take like a quote we're going to say from the last one and put it... <laughs> Join us next time when you'll hear Kevin say, Oh my gosh, it's the best of all time!